From the Hensler Financial Studio, this is Cobb Football Friday. Get the inside scoop on all the games. It is Cobb Football Friday. Brian Giffen with the BG Ad Group, joined, as always, by John Bednarowski, sports editor of the Marietta Daily Journal. And, John, fun opening week of high school football, of course, with the Corky Kell Dave Hunter Classic in the middle of things. And Walton, of course, county-wise, comes up with the marquee win out of the bunch. Let's talk in general your impressions of the first weekend of high school football here in Cobb County. Well, you're right about Walton. They kind of saved the day a little bit because when you think of some of the marquee teams around Cobb County, you know, Alatoona, Kell, Kennesaw Mountain, uh, Marietta, McEachern, North Cobb, Pebblebrook, on and on and on, you know, they all kind of took it on the chin. A couple of them had a chance to win, but, you know, it was uh, it was a rough first week. I really felt like there were two surprises. Not that any of these teams lost or won or anything like that, but the two surprises to me were Walton not just beating Grayson, but dominating Grayson, having a 35 nothing lead at one point. And the other wasn't that North Cobb got beat by a good Westlake team, but the margin yeah. that they got beat. I was really kind of surprised by that. Obviously, I called that one, and I'll tell you a couple of things. So probably the final numbers were misleading, but there's no question that Westlake dominated the game. But the usual things, John, I mean, turnovers in the red zone, turnovers in your end of the field, turnovers in their end of the field. And what Westlake did, I think, very well, and what was one of the huge differences in the game, was simply their really front three or four defensive linemen dominated the game. They got off their blocks. They made plays. They were disruptive. They got in the backfield. The other thing they did is they keyed on David Eziomume, which, you know, a lot of teams are going to do this year. And Nick Grimstead had success running the ball with his feet after play faking because of the overcommits you get, you know, when you key on a guy. But in the end, the turnovers, the penalties at ill-timed situations, giving up big pass plays in third and 18, things like that. And the old adage, you know, you've got to go out there and get it done every week, and North Cobb didn't. At least they learned from it for a supremely challenging game upcoming. Yeah, they get the week off this week, but then they have to go and play Buford. So, you know, the the adage is, is you get you make your most improvement between game one and game two, and I think that'll be needed by North Cobb. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, I mean, Coach Queen is going to be driving home some points with this bye week in here before they take on, oh, by the way, number one Buford next couple other things, John. You noted Harrison's defense here. Let's talk a little about that. Well, Harrison's defense, you know, they went out, they played South Paulding. South Paulding beat them last year at Harrison. This year, they went out to South Paulding, only gave up six points, beat a good team on the road. South Paulding made it to the uh, second round of the playoffs last year. If Harrison can get a little bit more going from the offense here, and I think we'll start seeing that uh, this week, I think they're going to be a fun team to watch. A couple other notes you have here, and this isn't common these days. Wheeler with three 100-yard rushers and then Sprayberry beating a county rival starting the season right. Yeah, Wheeler is known they had the county's leading rusher last year in Josiah Allen, who had 1,700 yards over 11 games. So a lot of people are going to be keying on him. They had uh, two other 100-yard rushers because Josiah, I think, had 106. Kentrell Brown had uh, 100 yards. Marcus Romaine, their quarterback, was right at 100. So 
you know, we knew that Wheeler was going to be able to run the ball because their line opened holes for uh, Allen last year. To have multiple guys that can do that is going to work well for them in the long run because they know maybe now they don't have to give Allen the ball, you know, three times out of every four. Well, the next note you have here, five of the six new coaches had their teams in action last Friday. Only T.J. Anderson and Walker came out of, a, of that situation with a win. Let's talk a little about that. Obviously, you had your eyes on that. We talked a lot about these first-year guys last week. Well, you know, T.J. Anderson took over kind of a, you know, in a tough spot over at Walker. Walker's, he is their fifth head coach in the last four years. The numbers have been way down. He managed to do, you know, that intra-school recruiting, work in the hallways. You know, he was on staff last year, so he was able to get more guys to come out this year. And to have that early success, they opened at home. They beat Cross Keys. Not only beat them, but it was 43 to nothing. They have to be feeling good over there heading into this week. They've got Riverside Military Academy coming in this week. So we'll see if he can get it to 2-0. One coach did not have his team on the field last week, and that was Sean O'Sullivan over at Pope. They had the early bye week, extra week to get ready. They're going to head up to River Ridge to open the season on Friday. All right, well, that should be fun. Right here, we're going to step aside and take a timeout. Before we do, we remind you that Cobb Football Friday is a presentation of the Marietta Daily Journal. And it is also presented by Superior Plumbing, Otter's Chicken, Pinnacle Orthopedics, as well as Powers Electrical Solutions. Coming up next, John talks with Walton head coach Daniel Brunner. That's well timed. We talked about their big win last week. We will have that right after this timeout. This is Cop Football Friday, and we're back after this. When it comes to solving complex foundation repair challenges, there's only one name you need to know. Engineered Solutions of Georgia, Atlanta's only foundation repair company with licensed engineers on staff. From foundation repair to waterproofing and drainage solutions, we've got you covered. We work with both residential and commercial clients, and we're committed to providing exceptional customer service every step of the way. And with our state-of-the-art equipment and top-quality materials, you can be confident that your project will be completed to the highest standards. So why settle for for less when you can have the best. Call Engineered Solutions of Georgia today to schedule your free consultation and see how we can help you tackle any foundation repair or waterproofing challenges. Engineered Solutions of Georgia. We guarantee a staple drive foundation. Residential and commercial. Hey, we do it all. Dostic 7 ESOG I love technology as much as anybody, but when banks replace people with machines, I had to draw a line. I've been with the same bank for 20 plus years, and as cool as technology is, I believe the relationship you have with your bank is an important one. My wife used to bake cookies for the people who worked at our bank, and they were our friends. But in the last couple of years, they were all replaced by video tellers. Recently, I sold a vehicle and was paid in cash. I went to deposit it and was told my now former bank no longer accepts cash. Okay. That was it for me. I joined Credit Union of Georgia, a homegrown, not-for-profit cooperative that still offers personalized customer service, a network of more than 30,000 ATMs, and convenient locations. Innovation is great, but trust and relationships still matter, particularly where it comes to your finances. Make the switch today. Get more info at cuofga.org. Credit Union of Georgia, the better way to bank. 
And we're back. This is John Bednarowski with the Marietta Daily Journal. Joined now with Walton head coach Daniel Bruner. And coach, congratulations. Huge win on Saturday. I was telling Brian earlier, I said there were two surprises this week, and one of them wasn't that you guys won, but the way you did it. You broke out. You had a 35-0 lead. You dominated from the word go. What uh, what was the ride back like from Mercedes-Benz? It was fun. They're always fun after you get the W, <laughs> uh, especially, you know, the fact that we said, you know, our first goal was to win the opener. And uh, as a team goal to go achieve that game one, it, it's, that's why it's an important game for us. It really kind of sets the tone for the season. And uh, proud of the guys, man. They've worked their tails off since we got going in January. And where we're at right now is probably way farther ahead than where we've ever been as a program, which I um, feel really good about. Um, going into week two, man, got another great opponent, but uh, tried to enjoy uh, that win as much as we could and uh, woke up Sunday and got right back to work. Watching that game early on, it really looked like Wendell Gregory was having his way with just about anybody that they tried to put in front of him. And then when they tried to bring a second or a third guy, it really kind of opened up the rest of the defense to really kind of tee off. Tell me a little bit about Wendell, and he's on his way to South Carolina. How has he improved from last year to this year? He's had about the best offseason you could imagine. Um, since January, he's been you know, Wendell, I love Wendell. He's an amazing young man. He's He's been one of the, you know, culture carriers, if you will, of our program, man, believes in what we're trying to do as coaching staff. And it's not always been easy for Wendell. We're very demanding. And, you know, I think that, that just helping him grow up so he's prepared when he goes on to play in college has been, you know, our biggest thing with, with really all of our guys when they come in as freshmen. So, uh, his growth since freshman year has been phenomenal, but the growth he's made since January has been really uncanny. Um, his work ethic, his drive, his practice habits, his weight room habits, his classroom habits. I just can't, I mean, I, you name it, it's gotten better since January. It's gotten, I mean, 100% better. And so it's it's just been really awesome to watch him grow up and mature. Um, he's going to graduate in December if everything goes as planned this semester. And uh, he'll be up there in Columbia a little bit earlier. And, and that's kind of been a goal for ours is to get him set up to do that where you know, we feel like he, he, he matured so much this last uh, second semester last year. Um, we just want him to have a chance to go play as early as he can up there, go ahead and start knocking out classes, um, go through spring with those guys so he's ready and prepared for the fall. So he's been just amazing, man. I told him before the game, I said, Wendell, you're about to have the best game of your life today. And he smiled and he said, for sure, coach. And it just was awesome to watch him do his thing. You know, we moved him around on defense. We did some different things. Um, we're running a, a much more multiple scheme this year than we did last year. And I think we've got him right where he needs to be to be the most impactful player he can be for us this season. So it was fun to watch. Speaking of impactful players, Daniel Calhoun, you insert him onto the uh, offensive line. Now, I've, I've already referred to him as Raider Mountain at 6'6", 360. It looked like all he had to do was fall down, and Jeremy Klinsky had six seconds to throw. He kept a very clean pocket for Jeremy. How, uh, how would you characterize his first game for you guys? I think he did a great job. Um, you know, I think the O-line as a whole, you know, did a phenomenal job. Jeremy had all kinds of time to work back there, and they know. I'll say this. I think the rest of the O-line knows how Jeremy conducts himself in the pocket. He's going to slide around. He's going to move out. He's going to extend plays. Um, they know how that works. I think that was one of the things Daniel had to kind of get used to is having a guy back there that's going to make things happen. 
Um, and he's not just going to take off and run. He's going to extend the play and get the ball downfield. So we got to be careful with getting ourselves downfield. Um, but no, nah, I mean, he did a phenomenal job. I think his conditioning was exactly where we wanted it uh, to be able to play on both sides, offense and defense. So um, I'm nah, excited about what he brings to the table. He's a phenomenal football player and even better young man. Last thing, you know, you had a big emotional win this past week. Now you get your home opener. Are there any concerns of maybe a little bit of an emotional letdown after that big one? You got a big opponent coming in in Brookwood who won down there too. So how's the focus? I think the focus has been great. We talked to him before we left to go down there. Said, whatever happens today is not going to change what we're doing tomorrow. We're going to get up and go right back to work and focus on the next opponent. And, and I think our kids on a short week are in a very good place right now. Um, I think the focus for this group is where it needs to be. Uh, I think they're trying to take this thing one game at a time, and the approach is, is, is very much process-driven. And that's exactly what we're trying to make sure we're focused on is the process and staying true to who we are, um, never too high, never too low. And I think I've seen that this week. Um, but it is a challenge. I mean, they're facing it, too, because they played the, the, the Saturday game as well. We're on a shorter week than we normally are on. So everybody's a little bit tired. We had a late night on uh, on Saturday night. But, you know, it's what it is. It, our, our sixth core value is find a way. And that's what we're going to do this week. And um, I got no fear about what we're going to accomplish on Friday night. And that's taking care of business in Raider Mountain. I mean, Raider Valley <laughs> got, me, got me on Raider Mountain with Calhoun talk. But um, I got no fear that we're going to do what we need to do. Uh, uh, and, and and our crowd, and, and we're having a youth night, alumni night. Uh, it's going to be amazing. We've got the, the best student section in the state, and uh, I'm excited for our kids to get out there and enjoy that. Well, Coach, thanks very much, and obviously the very best of luck, and we appreciate the time today. Absolutely. Thanks so much, guys, for what y'all do, John. Appreciate it, man. Thanks, Coach. All right, and John and I will be back in just a moment to look at this week's games. That comes your way after this timeout. This is Cop Football Friday from the MDJ. Right now, while it's scalding hot outside, the last thing you may be thinking about is your furnace, but you'll be relying on it soon enough with fall on the horizon, football starting, and the summer rapidly winding down. Daco Systems is waiving the diagnostic fee with repairs if needed, a value of $84. Daco Systems is also offering $50 off repairs for a limited time. In addition, Taco Systems offers duct fogging for just $129, using an EPA-approved cleaning agent to sanitize and disinfect the entire duct system. Hey, the air quality in your home matters. Take advantage of these offers to ensure your furnace and ducts are in top condition as the summer ends and cooler weather approaches. Call 770-209-2261 today for more info or visit DacoSystems.com. Daco Systems, your premier train comfort specialist. It pays to know your doctor. It pays to know your lawyer. And now more than ever, it pays to know your local real estate professional. Hi, I'm Jeffrey Drake with Drake Realty, and we have seven offices in the metro Atlanta area. I'm the proud leader of over 700 agents here in Georgia, and we pride ourselves in professional service, whether you are the buyer or the seller. Drake Realty makes the home buying process seamless from contract to close. Our agents are a little different. They're not pushing for the quick sale and close. They are pushing for the best price and terms for their client. In other words, Drake Realty fights for you. Now's the time to buy that dream home, vacation home, or new home your family deserves. A lot of real estate agents talk big. Let my team at Drake Realty prove they will fight for you. I'm Jeffrey Drake, and I'd be honored to have my team serve you. Visit us online at drakerealty.com. And remember, it's not how quick you sell or buy, it's what the deal provides for your future. 
Got an electrical project? Powers Electrical Solutions offers a wide range of electrical services, commercial or residential, all over Cobb, Cherokee, Paulding counties, and beyond. Whether it's lighting, electrical upgrades, installations, or repairs, they're the pros to call. Every new service call includes a free safety checkup. Powers Electrical Solutions are the experts for generators, home automation, and outdoor lighting services, too. Call 404-645-6843 now to speak with a licensed electrician and ensure your electrical needs are taken care of efficiently and safely. There's a reason they've won four straight Best of Cobb Awards. Call today at 404-645-6843. Powers Electrical Solutions, powering your priorities. And we're back on Cobb Football Friday. Brian Giffen with the BG Ad Group. John Bednarowski, sports editor of the Marietta Daily Journal. And we are back every week to look ahead at this week's games. And John will jump right to this. Kell at Alatoona. You know, this is a game that really should have been a rivalry up and running and one that everybody looked forward to about 10 years ago. We had Gary Varner. Uh, and Alatoona winning a state championship. We had Derek Cook and Kel always playing right there with it with it in their grasp. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. The last few years, they've started to play a little bit, and one of these teams is going to get that first win. Bryce Clavon played the other night for Kel in their opener uh, against Parkview. Didn't go according to plan for the Longhorns. But he's been out playing baseball for a lot of this uh, fall camp. I think he's just going to shake off the rust. He's going to be fine. Alatuna was held to under 200 yards of total offense against North Paulding. It's a different system under Coach Brad Smith, who's looking for his first win. They've got a new offensive coordinator, new defensive coordinator. You know, that one's going to take a little time. But somebody's going to get their first win on Friday. Kel's at Alatoona. I look for this one to be a competitive ball game. All right. Kennesaw Mountain travels to Campbell. The Mustangs found some rhythm in the second half against Creekside up in Rome as part of the Corky Kel Classic. Ty Harmon, Nalen Scott, Kobe Lewis, Michael Bell, that gives them a really good core on offense. They are going to find ways to put up points. Campbell, under new coach Jeff Phillips, they played their first game. It was a one-point loss to Sprayberry. They were close. Quarterback Luke Marble, he had 100 yards rushing and three touchdowns. Again, this is going to be an interesting game. I think Kennesaw Mountain probably has a little too much just based on continuity, but we'll see how this one goes because it's over at Campbell. The next one is Harrison at South Forsyth. Harrison going on the road, second straight week. I expect them to uh, make that jump. We talked about it briefly earlier. Braylon Ford, Brady Cluse, those guys are going to find ways to score points. I don't expect them to be held to 16 again, so I look for big things from Harrison. All right, and then Wheeler is at Lassiter. You know, it's you mentioned it earlier. There is uh, not too many teams that are going to have three 100-yard rushers. And if you have three 100-yard rushers, the thing that you want to see on your schedule is a team that gave up 623 yards of total offense the week before. 
unfortunately, that's what happened to Laster up at Etowah. I think Wheeler will run it until Laster stops it. Obviously, Laster is, you know, they're better than what was indicated last week. It'll be a closer game this week, but I still like Wheeler in this one. All right, and then West Forsyth travels to Marietta. Do the Blue Devils get number 600? Yes, I think so. This is uh, this is going to be a big game for them. Not only is it because if they get the win that they become the first Cobb County program with 600 wins. We wrote about that in uh, kickoff 23. They'll be the 23rd program in the state of Georgia to reach that number. And it's their home opener, so it's in front of all of their fans. But another thing, you know, you hate to put it in these terms, but if they start out 0-2, now the next four weeks, you're looking at Roswell, North Cobb, Walton, and Buford. I don't think you want to start 0-2 when you know that you've got that kind of a stretch coming up. McEachern is at Langston Hughes. Yep, McEachern controlled the game against Brookwood down at uh, Mercedes-Benz over the weekend as part of the uh, Classic. They had a 20-7 lead, and they didn't play poorly in any stretch of the imagination, but Brookwood found a way to score late, came back, won 21-20. Jadon Kenny was uh, solid. Their quarterback went 18-27 for 158 yards, a couple of touchdowns. They're going to have to elevate their play this week. They go on the road. They play at Langston Hughes, who's led by uh, Ohio State commit Air Nolan at quarterback. They just got done going out and beating Carrollton at Carrollton. So you know that Langston Hughes is legit. So we want to make sure that McEachern's ready for this one. And now moving ahead, it's a battle of the mounts. Pisgah is at Perrin. Yeah, this one mentioned mainly because, uh, you know, Mount Perrin, they won their opener last week. Their kicker, George Childs, he kicked the game-tying field goal from 40 yards as time ran out, and then he kicked the game winner from 32 yards in overtime. So they're 1-0, feeling good out there. Let's see what they can do in week two. Chattahoochee at Osborne is next. You know, the Cardinals rolled Woodstock for the second straight season. This time it was at Woodstock. Osborne has won six straight non-region games. I think they got a good shot to make it seven. And then moving ahead here, Pebblebrook is at South Cobb. You know, both teams had a chance to win last week. Pebblebrook got down big and brought it all the way back to within eight before uh, South Gwinnett finally put them away. South Cobb, that game against Chambly was back and forth, had a good chance to pull that one out. Somebody's going to get their first win this week. The big thing that came out of last week with Pebblebrook is they played without Dwight Phillips Jr., their world-class speed guy who's going to go to Georgia, he has a little ankle issue. They kept him out as a precaution. Be interesting to see if he makes his season debut this week. We've talked a lot about Walton, and how about this? Coming off of playing Grayson, now they host Brookwood, so that's another tough one. Yeah, it's going to be, like we talked about in the interview, I think it's going to be interesting to see how they emotionally respond. You know that both teams have the talent to win. You know that they're going to be up for it, the home opener and all that. It's just one of those, 
did they get too high with the win and now they got to come way down? Or I think that was the way it was a little bit last year when they beat Buford in the playoffs and then had to go out to Carrollton. I personally didn't think that they were quite as ready to go as some other people might have thought. So I expect them to be focused and ready to go. It's going to be a good ball game. Yep, it's going to be a fun weekend overall. The other games, Sprayberry is at Paulding County, Hillgrove is at Creekview, Pope travels to take on River Ridge, Riverside Military Academy is at Walker, and Whitfield Academy is at Strong Rock. Anything else stand out to you, John, as we look ahead to this Friday? I'll tell you what, the one thing that I am concerned about is heat. Because yeah. there's a good chance that it's going to be, you know, high of 97 on Friday. Right. And uh, that means when the game starts at 730, that means it's probably 90, 91 degrees. And on the field, it's going to feel like 110, if not warmer. <clears throat> it's not going to be any easier in the stands either. So let's make sure that if we're going out to the ball games, we stay hydrated, figure out a way to stay as cool as possible and be safe. Good stuff from a guy who knows a lot. John, thanks as always. These get-togethers are always pinch-me-I-must-be-dreaming moments. We appreciate it. Is that for you or for me? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm speaking on my own behalf. Okay. Seriously, we have had a ball doing Cobb Football Friday. We always do. It's easy to get together and talk ball, as John and I do every week here on Cobb Football Friday. And that will do it for this edition of said program. We'll be back with another one next week. This is Cobb Football Friday from the Marietta Daily Journal. I'm Brian Giffen. So long, everybody. You've been listening to Cobb Football Friday, a presentation of the Marietta Daily Journal and the BG Ad Group.